Welcome to episode 45. It is I, the cute dog, and thank you for coming back for part two of autism, marriage, and abandonment. My gosh, I let it all out uh, on episode one, but let me tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm sure those of you that uh, have got struggles in life or deep, dark places of pain can certainly relate to me and what I'm going through. And my hope is that you'll take my journey and share it with those people who really need someone that they can uh, relate to and connect with so that we can make the journey just a little bit better, hopefully a little bit easier. And um, I just appreciate you listening. Remember, I'm bearing it all here, so please treat it with care. Much love, Man vs. Marriage Nation. The cute diggity dog is out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. And I think I think you look at the outcome and you're looking at the outcome of it is there's a place in you that is best to avoid any more hurt, rejection, um any more of those feelings that you don't want to have to feel of if I put things out there, people are going to leave. So instead of putting things out there, it's easy just to retreat and just not share it because you know, based on the history, based on the past, based on the way people have responded, the outcome is always they will leave. So in your eyes and in, in, in how you see it, having kids, having more kids, some more kids and some more kids is a burdensome. And you're not going to put the burden on people because you've lost so many people in that, um, in that journey of life that you and Jeannie have, you know, embarked on, um, so ultimately it's, it's the, it's kind of like at the end of the day, this is what you're trying to avoid. I'm not saying anything like I totally understand. Cause I've heard a lot of what you're saying. I've, cause of course we're come from, you know, I hear what family says and, and, you know, after a while it's just kind of like, um, no, actually one of their daughters is, you know, she has autism and there's not a lot of understanding or compassion when it comes to that. And sometimes I think you have to rule those people out because you're trying to get them to understand something that they're not going to grasp. And instead of causing heartache towards yourself, um, you run it, you run, I'm not even in it and, and I see it and, and I've witnessed it 
And for the lack of a better words, it's a lot of ignorance on their part. Instead of educating themselves, instead of trying to understand this thing called autism. Um, I don't understand it all. However, I know Kiki, she is a human being. She is this bright child that I see all the time. Like, how can you, how can you reject that? So what if she doesn't do what you think she should do as a child? She can't. So why can't you just accept her as she is? Bill and I get like, I mean, you know, Bill and I, I mean, we just get a kick out of her because her timing is impeccable when she says things and does things. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. weird. And you just embrace it. And you, you come to find out in life that there's just a lot of times people just can't embrace other people's life, chaos, whatever you want to call it. They're incapable of embracing someone else's normal because it's not their normal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are ignorant when it comes to autism because they really do believe it's a behavioral issue and it that's all that it is. And it's the lack of the parents and thereof, you know, and... You know, you're trying your whole everything within you to try to give them understanding. And sometimes they're just not going to get it. Yeah. And you're just spinning your wheels, trying to get them to get it of an acceptance. Because really, that's all that you're wanting is just that acceptance. This Mm -hmm. is my family. You know, right, wrong or indifferent. This is my family. Mm -hmm. And why can't you just embrace that for what it is? It sucks, but. You know, some people just can't. Doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it wrong, and it doesn't make it easy. Um, but yeah, I can I can totally see um, the burden that you carry, the mm-hmm. burden that um, you walk around with, and that's not an easy that's not an easy thing to carry. So how is it that we work through it to release it, that it's not this burden? How do we change that story of how people responded to you, has dictated to you how it is that you're going to live a life of being a burden? How do we flip that? I, I mean, to me, I, I think we've already kind of started that process um, with me starting to be more open and share, you know, some of the things that I'm going through with people. It's kind of baby steps. Yeah. Um, you know, and as much as I want to have the personality, 
you know, or the, the mindset, it's ride or die. You're either with me or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how successful that mindset is going to be because you can hurt a lot of people in your wake, you know? Right. So I don't, I don't know where to go with that. I don't, I just don't really, have anybody left to run off. Right. I don't. And uh, maybe that's the weird transition that I've kind of gone through. I mean, before all of this, it was hard for me to stay at home because I was very, you know, the social butterfly, you know. Yeah. Always out, always wanting to go everywhere and spend a lot of time, you know, with people and barbecue and, you know, parties and things of that nature. And now that's completely flipped to where I'd rather just, you know, be at home with my family Mm -hmm. because I do really enjoy their time and their company. Right. Got to spend time with other adults, I guess, at some point, but I spend all day with adults. At work. <laughs> and those adults still have the same problems that my kids have, you know, now. And so do I. But I don't I don't know what it looks like to to fix or to change that. I know I'm willing to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um It it's kind of going back on on what we always say and what we always talk about is what is it that you want? What is it that you want to create now going forward? You're recognizing it and you're, you're moving in that, in that way to be more open about, you know, um, your situation and, and the difficulties of it and, and being vulnerable about it. Um, you know, that's a huge step because I know you and Jeannie are both very, very protective in that area extremely protective when it comes to your kids and who you're going to have around your kids because of, of this. Um, but recognizing it and seeing it and, and, and making the decision to say from this point forward, what is it that I want to create? How is it that I'm going to go about to create something different to start changing the real of your kids are a burden? Because that's what it's boiling down to is you're, you're, you're repeating it's your kids, it's your kids, it's your kids. So who, whoever wants to have that mindset that their kids are the burden? What parent wants to walk around having that always on their mind, always wondering, worrying, um, accommodating, over-accommodating, making apologies, reasons? um, Who wants to do that? that's that's very tiresome that's very um weighty just you talking about it the weight of it you could feel the weight 
the weight is the burden of it. I, I mean, your kids are, you know, getting into the best years of their lives. I don't care what anybody says. They are getting into the best years of your, of their lives. How can we make this grand for them, for them that they don't, because if you're feeling the burden of it, if you're feeling those feelings, what are your kids feeling? What are they going through? Yeah. Where are their emotions on all of this? Um, you know, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but I think it's a great conversation to have because how many other people out there have children with special needs, have large families? How do you maneuver um, through life having a large family? Just families with... Um, special needs because it's just be it's it's just autism isn't rare anymore like it used to be right you know i remember like us me having my kids when i did 20 30 years ago that wasn't really a popular per se diagnosis mm-hmm. um it might have been misdiagnosed with other things that you know that they would that they would say um what would you say in the in the last i'd probably say in the last 15 years 15 years that's what i was gonna say yeah they've really opened up the spectrum and you know they go i i think it's like you you go from one extreme to another so you start over diagnosing right you know people and then at some point there's a little bit of balance to say this is the spectrum for autism and Mm -hmm. this is the spectrum for Osberger syndrome and um you really don't know and I you know we Jeannie and I um have had help and resources and and things and we've been absolutely burned burned by the the help and the resources and so we kind of shut it all out and in one of our coaching sessions with you and I, you made a, a good point to say, why why aren't you out getting help? Why aren't you part of a community? Why aren't you getting support? And Because um, I think things have changed. Yeah, they have. I believe that they have because there's so much awareness out there more so today than when you guys were dealing with it what kiki's 17 16 she'll be 17 december so yeah she's 16 going on 17 so i think you know 16 years ago even 10 years ago there's just been so much more yeah um you know and i think this is such a not only a heavy subject a touchy subject a subject that I am one to say I have absolutely no authority, experience, knowledge to even be a voice in the sense of being a parent of a special needs autistic. I've only been around you guys and 
and seeing the kids grow up and, and seeing your struggles and, and, um, even your victories. Cause I don't want to deny that. That's a, that's very true. And, um, you know, it's, it's there. I know there's so many parents out there that struggle with this. And, and, and I know that counseling you and, and Jeannie in the beginning, it's like, you guys are beating the odds staying together Yeah. because we even talked about multiples and then multiples with special needs, multiples with, um, autistic kids, you know, the divorce rate is skyrocket. Right. And you guys are beating the odds, you know, with the multiples because you have two sets and then having children, you know, with special needs, you guys are building, you know, beating those odds. Um, but I know there has to be marriages out there that are strained, stressed, yeah, overwhelmed, yeah, you you know one of our one of our trips, and then that we'll have to cut this episode here pretty quick. But one of our trips that uh, Jeannie and I went to, we went and watched a hockey game and stayed overnight, and then you know on the way back decided to stop and have a lunch. And um, you know we sat off in the corner of a of this booth, and there was a couple next to us with his or her parents, and they had a a child that obviously had autism and. You know, the dad has taken the child outside and you can feel, you can just feel the disappointment yeah. in the air and, you know, the, the the little little guy screaming and, you know, we're there and we're like, well, it's, it's our people there. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like you want to say something, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. You just want to give them some something. lifeline of encouragement, mm-hmm. you know, and the mom and dad are there and they're giving their worldly wisdom about how to raise kids or, you know, whatever the case is. But you have, you have absolutely zero idea of the, of the depth of loneliness that you can feel when you're working through a child that has special needs or a health issue. Right. And like I say, I always look at, you know, other people that are going through things and say, that's much worse off than I have it in this life. And if they can continue on, right. I know I can. Mm-hmm. And if I can't find somebody to look at, to to figure out how to, how to move on, then I'll just become that reason right. for my family alone. Because we all need somebody to look to. To say if, you know, I guess I need somebody to look to, mm-hmm. to say things are hard. It's not forever. It's just for right now. Of course, this is going to be our forever. True. That is a true statement. Because we're going to have, you know. Three. Most, Most likely two, I would say maybe a third, third. but we're going to have two with us the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. the way it's going to be. That's that's your true reality. That is reality. You can't positive your way out of that, Mm-mm. you know, and it's a reminder when you have to. You don't have to, I guess, but when your son at 17 
still needs you to help him through a shower. He has, a, he's 18 now. Uh, he's Your son at 18 still needs help with how to properly take a shower. He has an adult's body. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this is your reality for the rest of your life. If you're not careful, it can send you into depression. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have an idea of how your life is supposed to end right. up when all the kids move out and you get to go be newlyweds again, you know, and get to go screw off doing whatever you want. And we're looking at it now to say, at this point, we're not going to get that part of our life. And then who takes the burden when we die? Yeah. Who do we put that on? Or do we just throw our kids as a ward of the state? state. That's a heavy Load. burden to carry mm-hmm. because there's no talking yourself out of that. Right. Maybe at some point, you know, I become wildly successful and a multi-gazillionaire and it will facilitate something easier to think about or Mm -hmm. conceive right but maybe I don't and what do you do with that right I'm up for having Hunter with me the rest of my life he'll be my best friend in the whole world and we've got plans to travel the country and see every college football station that you know every college football stadium we want to and baseball and nfl and you know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that i've planned out so that he can have a great quality life that i want to do with him right and i'm sure we'll have something you know for Jeannie uh and kirsten or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but what about the me and Jeannie side right you know That's a tough one to think about, you know. Definitely is this. Definitely, there is no ultimate right answer. It's like what I said. It's 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 coming together and saying, for today, what can we work on for today, to give you hope, to give you that vision to to put things into perspective that you don't feel as though your kids are a burden because that's the thing that I just keep hearing the repeater in your dialogue so how how can we together as a community of people um you know just just reach out and come to some kind of um, master plan of this that because I'm sure there's people out there that are listening that you're listening to this episode and it's just like wow this is my life mm-hmm. and you feel like you're alone and I'm here to tell you you're not alone because there's a lot of people that do sit where you're sitting Yeah, and I think we revert 
within and, and we isolate ourselves and all out of the, the protection of our family that we don't put ourselves out there to get the help or just the support from other, other people out there that are going through what it is that you're going through. You know, and I think it's a great opportunity for you listeners out there to, to come in and be a voice, Hmm. you know, like, you know, you and I started this, we're both not perfect. Yeah. We both are doing life too, along with you guys. Right. And we're just having the courage to come and have this platform to speak and and to bring encouragement to other people out there. But we're not always on our game every day. Well, just because you have a podcast doesn't mean life is perfect. Right. That's not why, you know, that's not why I started this podcast. It's to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that. It's actually easy. It's hard to hear the things that you have to say. Um, I don't, I don't particularly feel to me personally that my kids are a burden. I feel like they are a burden on other people Mm. and they don't deserve that because they're not, they're really, really not. My sister, you know, she had some of the kids over and, and, uh, Kirsten stayed home. She had everybody else over for a movie and dinner. And then the following weekend, she had the triplets go over and she had Kirsten over, you know, that was such a, that was a really big deal to me for her to mm-hmm. have her over there. Yeah. You know, probably need to call and tell her that. Yeah. But that was a game changer, you know, because she had her over for dinner and a movie too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, this this autism thing is going to be a deep pit. It is. But I'm going to put it out there. You know, it's a look. It's a look behind the curtain. It's way back in the warehouse way back there um and if if i can just say because i just have known you and genie since you've had you know the kids um this is a lot i you know totally acknowledge and appreciate you sharing what you have shared because i know this is difficult for you i know this isn't an easy subject. I know this isn't um, something that you and Jeannie talk about with anybody or everybody. There's just few people that I know that you share these things. Um, you know, autism sucks. I know that's Jeannie's go-to phrase, and that usually means, okay, she's having a rough a rough moment right now it's a rough day it's a rough week it's a rough month just depending on you know the the dynamics of what's going on in your guys's household yeah um so i just want to acknowledge that that you know is vulnerability that is courage that's bravery to the full extent of you putting it out there and and you as listeners 
man, if you're in that boat too, we would love to hear from you, to hear, just to encourage you that you aren't alone. Because I know you guys feel like you're just on this island and nobody wants to have anything to do with you. And you start really believing that and that becomes your life. Really, really, really does. Yeah. You know, it really does. And I'm even sitting here in this chair right now, just worried that, I don't know why I'm worried about it, but worried that people are going to, I don't think it's feel sorry for me, but, you know, just get the idea that I don't have a great freaking life because I do, you know? Right. I couldn't, I couldn't have handpicked better kids if I had the opportunity and I love the noise and the busyness. There's sometimes where it's a lot, but it's yeah. a lot. We're a small country, and right. that's fine. But I love it. I I could not have picked better um, better children to have. Um, I don't know why I worry about. Yeah, because that know. is furthest from what I've what I took from what it was that you were sharing. Because there's never a doubt in my mind that you and Jeannie don't love your kids to the fullest. And personally, I've been around them so much, they're a stinking crack up. Um, they're girls. There's Hunter. And they're girls. What more can I say? You have seven of them all in their teens. I mean, come on, people, really? You know, so it's just, um, I think I'm just cut from a different breed that I could appreciate them for who they are and what they are. Yeah. And, um, your and, special people read and, and just embrace that because you're never going to have another time to be able to go through this with them any other time. They're not going to be teenager girls anymore. Right. This is just going to be a very small time in their life that you could just kind of sit back and just hopefully laugh at the craziness that's going on in your life right now. You know, yeah. it doesn't make it easy and I'm not trying to make it sound like, come on, like really, come on. But I'm not taking it that way at all. You know, it's you know? just trying to see the silver lining in it, I guess. And, and, um, the truth is, is that there is a silver there lining is. in all of these circumstances, you know, and, and there's a silver lining in all of those. Life is just so short mm-hmm. and why not make the most memories that you could make, right? you know, before you leave, there is a silver lining to be had. That doesn't mean you don't lose your mind <laughs> right. over your 18 year old son. Whose tr- uh, trigger word is no. Yes. Yeah. And he goes all the way back to five years old to hammer you about telling him no that you couldn't you can't move to Idaho and and why and how true story people it's like that is every day of my life and it's it was so painful for me to see the look in his eyes when I told him it's like son mommy and daddy it's our responsibility to take care of you it's what we want to do. We we don't want to give you to anybody else to take care of you. Do you know why you can't move to Idaho? You told me no when I was five. <laughs> I said, son, you have a disability. 
you have autism, it's a disability yeah. and your grandparents can't take care of you. And the look that came, the look that came out of his eyes was, it was horrible. It was horrible because he understood it for a moment. Right. It was terrible. It was terrible to tell, you know, your almost 18 year old son that you got a disability, man, and you need help. Or the imagine. people that want to help you. You spend a lot of time crapping on us for that, you know? And I don't expect you to understand it. Mm -hmm. And I try my best to let it go in one ear and out the other. But, you know, there's times when he's younger and he wants to live with his grandparents. And he goes, I don't want to be like you. I don't want your last name. And that's... That's devastating. Yeah. You know? But that's for another show. Right. And I'll get into it. So, hopefully y'all remember the email address because I can't, uh, I'm just going to finish it. Thanks for listening. Q-Dog out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.